Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hi, Ephrata Community Church. Uh, Jim Ehrman <laughs> here with you, and I am thrilled to be with two people I like a lot. This is Stephanie Eshelman. <laughs> Sometimes we jokingly refer to her as the first lady of Ephrata Community <laughs> Church, which... <laughs> Maybe I just made that up. Um, and Dr. <laughs> Kay Bauer, just to put Kay on your reference, like so much of our ministry support teams is coordinated by Kay. So if you have enjoyed one of our events, it's mm-hmm. ultimately part of Kay's uh, desire to serve our community and a great team that she gets to work with. And I have them here today uh-huh. because um, they did something very interesting this semester. As you know, here at Effort Community Church, we run in semesters and so many of our lives, especially if you have kids you realize that September launches so much in your life, even more than mm. January in many ways. So we do have mm. two semesters, one that starts in September, one that starts in about the first week of February, where we sit and we talk a lot about taking one step. 64 different connect groups took place uh, this last mm. semester, and we saw over 1,000 people engage and take one step. And I just, first of all, I just think the delight that that brings to God's heart mm. when we're not just a weekend experience community. And that beautiful, like, mm-hmm. Uh, we come and we celebrate together on the weekends, and then we take a, some kind of active step toward the Lord. Over a thousand of us did that, and I think there's even more, and just seasons of life allow for it. But you two ran one of the more interesting connect groups <laughs> this time around. Uh, they decided to run one on dreams. And uh, this was about, uh, this was even, you know, in the process of us knowing we were going to have a weekend where we talked about dreams conference and then, of course, angels at the services. So I just want to commend you both for having experienced something yourself that you then wanted to have others. Um, So you ran a connect group around uh, Charity Cambay's book. Well, I think it might have been around more than that, but um, hearing God through our dreams and things. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the inspiration for why you did it. Mm. It'd be fun. Stephanie, you go first. Well, Well, I um, never realized that God spoke to us through our dreams. I know it was real in the Bible, but I just never knew. I just thought my dreams were weird things that my brain was doing in the night. And um, so when I read her book, I just was so excited about it. And I thought, this would be really fun (laughs) to talk to other people about and discuss our dreams. So I decided to start a connect group. And then... um, this lovely lady, Dr. Bauer. <laughs> Don't um, you love said, that title? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> she, <Hey. laughs> she joined us, and um, I asked her to be my co-leader, and yeah. she graciously said yes. Yeah, so. what did you think when you were invited? And was it something you were thinking about as well? Or was it like, read this book, Dr. Bauer, and tell us what you think? <laughs> well, we, we had both um, picked up the book when Charity was here with her dad, Mark Verkler, in January of 2021. Mm-hmm. So we had both mm-hmm. read it, um, and like Steph, I was surprised at sort of the personal application of dreams. It's in scripture, but I didn't really think of it as something for me until I read the book. So when she mm-hmm. said she was starting a group, I was excited about that possibility, and when she asked me to co-lead with her, I thought, oh, that would be so much fun, because mm-hmm. Steph is awesome and so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, why not? Yeah, why not? Right? Yeah. Let's see how it goes. I think yeah. you, thank it's you for fun. being willing. Um, um, sure. I will say, let's chat a little bit about uh, Charity's uh, conference, the time that she had with us. And I recognize if you're tuning into the podcast, you may or may not have been involved with that. And I do want to say something as we're diving in. I really appreciate being part of a church that takes the time mm-hmm. to look at things like dreams and angels. Yes. I know that that can be unsettling for some. I mean, I, I was yeah. recently watching The Chosen when Jesus' disciples were asking him, like, hey, we're used to fasting. 
And Jesus goes, well, you know what? You don't have to fast when the bridegroom's there. Like he stretches their worldview a little bit, right? He says, don't worry. We'll get back to fasting and some of those things. But there's a season where we're not going to be doing that. And I love that we even take seasons here amidst what what Kevin oftentimes referred to as we have a very strict diet here, right? And it's pretty good. But occasionally we throw in a treat. (laughs) <laughs> right? It's like special yeah. things for special days. Yeah. And I do love that we took time on dreams and angels. But I will say this. Um, by the time the weekend was over, I was impacted by the fact that maybe it isn't a special treat. Maybe it is God's gift to us to have more mm-hmm. identification with some of these things. And we always know we can have over-identification with any way we go about hearing God, right? Mm-hmm. But dreams and angels. Um, so I just want to say that uh, personally... I was just not aware. To me, it always seems like dreams and angels were for something in the past that was much larger and much more climactic than my life or my interpretation of what might be going on, right? Yeah. So there are these obstacles yeah. we face mm-hmm. as we as we journey into these things. So I want to hear, like, as you were working with your group or even working through your own, what are some of the early obstacles people face mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, being more aware of how God might want to speak through dreams? Yeah, that's an interesting question because um, as we've had the group, we've seen a sort of commonality in obstacles that occurs. Mm -hmm. And one of the first is um, dreams can seem overwhelming. We don't typically Mm -hmm. write them down and then try to sit with them. And you're writing down something that maybe took a few seconds to dream, but you've got a page and a half of notes. How do you even attack that? Where do you start? So that's one of the beauties of what Charity did in her book and what she taught us at the conference. There's a very simple method for working through that. And then the other probably common obstacle is they're so vivid and real when you have them, they seem like they must be real when you wake. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah, and it prones you toward a literal interpretation. That's right. Mm-hmm. And their their charity says 95% of our dreams are about us mm-hmm. because we're actors in them and they are always symbolic. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we, you have to get past that, but I actually saw it happen in my dream. Mm-hmm. What, what was there is God's personal language to you in symbols that you hold in common with him, that means something to you, that he knows means something to you, that will represent something else. And that's where I was most impacted, and it helped me with one of my obstacles, is that I have looked at some dream interpretation literature before, and I have to admit that I got a, it didn't sit well with me that the color yellow always means this. Or a lion always means this. Or a snake Mm -hmm. always means this. Because I grew up studying world Christianity and missiology where I noticed that God would grab the symbol. Like when the scriptures are being translated into a tribe, God grabs the symbolism of that tribe. Tribe. Like in Papua Mm -hmm. New Guinea, they don't have sheep. So God, the actual translation, the equivalent of the domestic animal that a sheep would have been to Abram is a pig. So Mm -hmm. in, in that actual translation, it's Jesus, the pig of God, which is really uncomfortable for the Jewish background believers, right? (laughs) But to them, they completely identified with, they knew exactly the concept Mm -hmm. coming across when they read Jesus, the pig of God. And I really love that Charity reminded us, hey, God is using your constructs in dreams Mm -hmm. to get to elements uh, and then therefore knowing your context is critical to be able to be a part of that interpretation. So it was really releasing to sit and go that I don't have to notice that there's a um, 
a shed in my dream and then go look up what shed, shed means in right, some right. dream yeah. interpretation encyclopedia somewhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, we she showed us, hey, in the Bible alone, the imagery of lion is used at least two different ways, right? Therefore, mm-hmm. that yeah, would be complex. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? Anything yeah. you enjoyed watching people grow in or work through mm-hmm. as they were part of the group? I think one of my favorite things is knowing how much um, closer they became to the Lord because we're always, I mean, we're talking to each other about it, but it's not like we're there as a big interpretation group or anything. As we throw ideas out, but everybody's going back to the Lord and asking them, you know, what does this really mean to me? And they're, you know, throwing out scriptures and everything. It's all about the Lord. And that just thrills me. Mm. I'm just so excited about mm. that. And we've definitely grown. We've only met four times, mm-hmm. but um, it's been amazing, yeah. you know. And I think even just getting more comfortable with each other. The first week was a little bit awkward because we didn't really know. I knew half the group. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just nice getting to know each other. And um, yeah, and we haven't, I think one of the things I like about the book and what Charity shares is that um, it takes practice. She's been doing this for decades and we're we're pretty new to this. Mm -hmm. And we can't know every detail of every dream and it's okay if you only get a portion of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just very encouraging and just takes practice, like learning a new language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and Kay, I want to hear your thoughts too. I want to comment to this practice thing, but I want to hear your thoughts on what one of your favorite things that happened during the group was or what you observed. But um, in Harvest Net School Ministry, we're in a spiritual gifts intensive now, and we're talking about how to minister in the prophetic, words of knowledge, prophecy, words of wisdom. And we're really highlighting practice. And it is hard sometimes. We want to think that when we're given a gift, um, it comes completely prepackaged. Like the way we open an mm. app. I don't have to like nuance any apps yeah. on my phone. It's the app. Right. Um, and we're studying biblically how many times it's referred to like to fan up the gift that's been within you or mm-hmm. to crave or to desire a pure milk, like recognizing that mm. milk and meat are used as as someone grows, there's an expectation that you're going to know more or increase more knowledge, etc. Yeah. And and even Jesus, we were looking at the passage last night on where Jesus is talking about hey, you don't need to fast when the bridegroom isn't here. Then they run into a demon. Remember the child that had the epileptic-like seizures and and the disciples are like, why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus goes, well, he comes out by prayer and fasting. But I could imagine they were like, hold a second, you told us not to fast. But he's growing us. He's like, you know, you know, there there are going to be some things you're not ready for yet, but I am moving you toward being able to do this. And so I do just want to say that practice, like, first of all, it's our job to unwrap the gift. Then it's mm-hmm. the sit and go, Lord, show us how to use this now, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think dreams would be very similar. Yeah, yeah I think th- I think they are. The um, really cool thing for me is both how personal they are it, in that God might give Steph and I each a dream that has something similar in it, mm-hmm. but the meaning isn't the same. It's personal to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how together we can help people understand. So we're not listening to a dream and saying, oh, okay, that means this. This is what your dream means. But we're listening as a group. They read their dreams twice. We all listen, asking Holy Spirit for guidance. And then what strikes us is what we share. And then we see if it resonates because like many things in the spiritual world, we have to know ourselves. So we become the expert in what God is saying to us. So these are just suggestions, things that we hear as individuals and saying, well, Gosh, do you do you really think it is a death that you're seeing, or is it the end of something? Right. 
That's right. Because that's a kind yeah. of death, but not an, a literal death. Right. Right. And or nothing, not tragically. Not, not tragic. It could be right. the end of something that hasn't been helping us. Mm -hmm. And what's awesome is as we do this, there's almost always a point where somebody goes, oh, I'm going to write that down. Mm -hmm. I want to pray about that. And yeah. that's the moment where you're like, oh, this is so cool. Because they're going to grow then in their relationship with God and their communication with God. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. he's got to show them about the end of something else, they've already learned one of the symbols he might use with them. Mm -hmm. And that'll make the next dream a little easier to understand and apply. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because they're learning as they go. And here's what I love yeah. about what I'm hearing from both of you is there is a role for community in your early engagement with this particular oh, yeah. act, right? Like, mm -hmm. like we know that it's very personal and that we can come to the point where even using some of the four-step techniques she introduced, which I think was just wonderful, like setting, what was it, ideas. I liked ideas more than... Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's your... your daisy um, Yeah, the <laughs> key actions mm -hmm. and the key emotions, yeah. the setting, what, what you're processing in your real life. Mm -hmm. Um, that yeah. come together to bring you what to a beautiful framework yeah. and yeah. I just what I'm hearing from you is it was good to sit as a group and be able to say okay yeah. let's apply this framework together like there's mm -hmm. a certain safety in a community of being mm -hmm. willing to step towards this early on um, yes and I think you found yeah. that as your group was meeting yeah yeah and then she met with us for lunch too we went out and um yeah just a really good connection with her she's so easy to get to know she just loves everybody she's mm -hmm. everybody's friend and um, it just made everybody very comfortable. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, and, so. and yeah, I, I, I even want to go as far as to apply a, a rare title of um, a traveling prophet comes into your midst occasionally. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we mm -hmm. really appreciate the offices of the church here, and we could identify what we would consider in our community people who carry the office of prophets. Mm -hmm. But we also recognize that the Lord gifts certain people to be traveling among his people, carrying mm -hmm. something for us yeah. that opens us up to another way of knowing God. I mean, that's ultimately what yeah. we're talking about here is we but we were sent a gift and traveling prophets aren't always easy to receive. You know what I mean? Like there are, <laughs> yeah. because first of all, they're not always in your local community. They might speak a slightly different vernacular and yeah. they tend to have, using what could be a negative word, fixated on something because God asked mm. them to fixate on something so mm -hmm. they could bring a breakthrough mm -hmm. to others. And I really sense yeah. that with Charity and Leo that they mm -hmm. carried a pastoral prophetic gift. And I think that's what mm -hmm. we're getting at. I had a chance to interact with her too. And Leo, they had such careful hearts in how they were bringing things mm -hmm. to us. Not yeah. just, but they also knew they needed to bring something. Mm -hmm. And that is a gift to us. And uh, I deeply appreciate it, um, who, they, who they were in our midst mm -hmm. um, so much. Um, so do you think you'll do it again? Do you think you'll run another? Yes, come on, come on after I'm this. That. I, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would love to because I think we'll just get better at it yeah right um, the method itself remembering the steps and that's doing right. doing them in a way yeah. that's helpful but also in helping people through that initial oh my gosh i saw somebody die in my dreams reaction and and, right. and just helping them to realize mm -hmm. there's there's a symbolism that they need to interpret right. um and um not to be alarmed at what seems like a literal proclamation mm -hmm. from God. Right. Um, but I think too, again, just that close, getting closer to God, learning the language for yourself opens up something. I, I was talking with my sister about this. She's not in the area, so she hasn't been through this. And I said, 
you know, when I have a big decision, I'm really processing it. It's taken me days and I'm trying to sit down and be quiet and hear and I'm struggling to do so. And I'm writing stuff and looking at it and going, is that me or is that God? If I have a dream, I can't be in the way. Yeah. Yeah. I can't change yeah. my dreams as I experience them. I, my oh, rational right. mind right. yeah. can't get in the way. Yeah. So when I get something from God, it, it has a little bit more of a, almost like a purity mm -hmm. in the message itself. It didn't filter through my rational mind, mm -hmm. so I didn't change it oh, or make assumptions about it. Right. I uh, Sometimes I may not know what the heck to do with it initially, <laughs> but if I work through this process, I can sit with it before the Lord and say, okay, Right. Here's here's the key emotion. Here's the key actions. This is what I was processing. Okay, help me take what's here in this dream and be able to overlay it mm -hmm. in real life, knowing that I haven't interpreted it or muted it mm -hmm. with my rational mind. That's right. Because it was a dream. Yeah, and first of all, that was really great, Kay. I, that alone is worth a snippet to say that's how I think about it. I want to say this. I just want to throw in some testimony and confirmation that we began to think about this at the end of HarvestNet School of Ministry last year. Matter of fact, hmm. uh, a few of us felt the Lord saying to us that he wanted to talk to us about dreams. So we were actually a little bit disoriented in our curriculum, like, did the Lord really want to do oh. this? And thank goodness this book just floated into our community. Oh, yeah, sure. Hearing God Through Your Dreams. You definitely want to read this. I highly recommend it. There's a lot of different um, details that she couldn't go over during the conference. Yeah, wonderful. And uh, this is the book we'll be recommending so. if you want to explore this further. But we ended up um, inviting the Lord to speak to us through the dreams. And I have to tell you something. Every single person in our class could document Mm -hmm. And then bring that uh, oh, the wow. Lord was so willing to do this, isn't that? Uh, and it was some powerful discernment that took place I over the that. course of the next few weeks, to the point where it was so powerful we almost drew back from it a little bit. Like, okay, that was wow. like a, 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 a the Lord unleashed a, a fire hose on us of beautiful things. But it was yeah. really interesting to see us how we ended up stewing yeah. early on. But I just want to say this. We want to be a safe, safe enough and aware enough community to walk with each other through this. Yes. And that's why mm -hmm. I'm going to be one of those people who asks you to run your group again. But of course, you can say no. Because imagine after we push um, this out, how many people are going to be like, I want to be with those two. Well, I know people have already said something to me about having it again. Yeah, and um, even our group likes yes. it. And I thought, well, we're co-leaders. We can multiply the groups. You know, we can't have 500 people in a in my house. Yeah, in, but, my, in my dream yeah. would even be, and this is where Jim has to get careful, but I would even love a little mentor team that if someone feels they have a dream and mm. they just want to come and submit it to someone just to have a conversation or two. Oh, yeah. Uh, not that we become completely dependent on this as the sole way that the Lord speaks. Right. The Lord speaks through a mirror. Many mm -hmm. rivers, many streams makes glad the city of God. He speaks yes. through mm -hmm. so many wonderful ways, but we do yeah. want to see this develop. So I just want to thank you too as we wrap yeah. this up for your willingness, not just to oh, be here. Sure. I know this isn't probably your favorite way to spend. Uh, okay, uh, not with you, it's fun. You, Indeed. you could stay. But all that to say, I want to thank you for your willingness, but particularly for, it is a vulnerable space, even if the Lord's doing this in your life, to open it up to others and let and, and try to steward them. So yeah. thank you for doing it. And to you as a community, we want to encourage you. Uh, the key here is our Lord desires to 
speak to his people, right? Yes. That, that he is a God who is among us and mm-hmm. speaking. We are a community that believes, and not just speaking to put shock absorbers on the right life, but to bring transformation around decisions you're making, breakthroughs you need, insights mm-hmm. that are required, yep. um, comfort <laughs> that's needed to understand yeah. seasons. And we believe this is one of the ways he's going to do it. So thank you for being with us. We look forward to being with you next week. Take care, y'all. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.